Hey, what is up, y'all? Just a few announcements I wanted to make. Um, this movie episode on 300 is coming out today on Tuesday due to some scheduling conflicts. And Highly Irrelevant this week will be released on Friday instead. And also, we had some technical difficulties with the cameras when recording. So we only have the wide shot for today's episode. So it's not going to be as fancy. There's not going to be any cut twos or any like angle changes. Not that many, I think. Um, so nonetheless, it's a great episode and I just want to thank you baddies for all of your love and support and for sticking around and, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Enjoy the episode. It can't be that bad. Oh, 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 it can't be that bad. We love Zack Snyder a lot. We're big Zack Snyder apologists here. And so... Because it's so visually stunning, everything he touches. So, I mean, <laughs> everything he touches just turns into a work of art. King Midas is what I would say. Touches the, turns to gold. <laughs> um, he, well, this was a Frank Miller graphic novel, yeah, right? Yeah, which I, I, I knew but didn't know. You know, it's one of those things where you forget that that is. But, of course, this is a Frank Miller. Yeah, like the way with, it looks. With the epicness of it and, like, the stunning drama of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Zack Snyder, you want to guess what Zack Snyder calls this film? What genre he puts this film in? What? He calls it a historical opera. Really? Yeah, this motherfucker just can't pick genres. Because <laughs> remember what? What did we say the uh, the other one was the that like um oh the one with the girls? Yeah, wasn't it? It's like that's not an action film. That's a drama. And what we're was like, that called? What movie? Sucker was Punch. That? Sucker Punch. Yeah. And like even the way that that opened up, there's a lot of slow motion in these movies, and I'm not mad at it. And oh. I I love when uh when movie makers take moments in history. And blow it out of proportion. Oh, this is so far out of proportion. Because if it was actual, if it was accurate, we would have been so bored. There would have been a lot more waiting around. I think the Battle of Thermopylae would have been way more boring. Oh yeah, but well, what? not not so not not so my little spider. Um, um, <laughs> actually, and I will say this right off the top: all of my knowledge of about the Battle of Thermopylae come from two very reputable sources. Mm. One, the podcast Hardcore History with Dan Carlin, where he does nice. like a four-hour episode. Those it's, are great podcasts. The King of Kings episode, I think it's the second one, specifically talks about Leonidas and Xerxes. Yep. Uh, and then two, my information is coming from Assassin's Creed. Hey, so what's the historical <laughs> accuracy of Assassin's Creed? Um, you know, not much. Other than the fact that you're a time-traveling assassin that goes back in time. A lot of names. Okay, the names. So I, I know a lot of these names already. Um. And it's safe to say that it was roughly 300 Spartans that did go up a sh- against a shit ton of Persians, right? Roughly. It was between 5,000 and 6,000. And I... <laughs> a big difference. Regardless, you know, they were outnumbered. I think that's the main thing. And the story, the reason why this is such an epic story that we all know is because the first time the story was told... Here we go. Get your history books out, boys. Herodotus, the first historian in history, was the first mm. one to tell us the story of 300. And he was also known as Herodotus the Liar um, because he would just make up stories all the fucking time. Oh. Um, but they were great stories. They're epics like this. Um, and so I do imagine the original Spartan story of 300 was as told as epic like this, like how fucking Metal Gear Solid dude is telling the story in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> um, Snake. <laughs> he does kind of look like Snake. Uh, he's over here telling the story, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly it. And if I was sitting in that crowd, that's what my, imagine, my imagination would look like this movie. Yep. Thus why. Well, back in the day, I think uh, historians, or if like you were to tell stories of like battles of the past, you have to turn into this outrageous, action-packed story. As David opposed and to Goliath. now. 
Like, uh, exactly. Yeah, David and Goliath was probably like two dudes the same height, but one guy was like black. And then they're just like, no, no, no. He wasn't just black, but he was a giant. He was huge. And the other one was really small. And David threw one single rock at him. Yeah, and yeah, and everybody down. was like, what? I'm on. Yeah, this is truth. This is truth. Nothing's fake about that story. Suck my dick, little boy. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> Which we were saying. I'm glad that they left a lot of the weird aspects of Greek history out of this movie and they just made it a really fucking cool action-packed movie. I don't think they necessarily left it out. They just forced it to be not the Spartans. Mm. Right? They like They just said, "Oh, the Athenians, they're those boy are boy lovers and the the uh, Arcadians are like they're not good soldiers." You know what I mean? They're like, farmers, they're yeah. potters, they're sculptors. Uh, and the Persians are savages and like it's like, "Ah, oh, you know what? These guys are just trying to do their own thing." Yeah. Well, I think when Zack Snyder was making this movie, he was taking a look at um how historians told the story and they're like he mm. understood that it was outrageous. He said Herodotus was known for lying. And, Herodotus the liar. Right? Blowing it out of proportion. So he took that and he put it in the movie. He knew he wasn't making a documentary here. No, Let's he, no. be real. He was making a historical opera. Like even the Spartans did not, as hard as they trained back in the day for sure, they did not look like that. I don't know. I know they did all, I, I do know, <clears throat> again from Dan Carlin, that they were very pretty, the Spartans. Mm. They adored nothing more than the male physique, yeah. which is why you see a bunch of uh, Greek perfect men sculptures Just a bunch of fucking beefcakes in this film uh, every even <laughs> the elderly politician that beefcakes. helps out Lena Hetty yeah he is ripped too and I don't know what he's lifting the weird like gonorrhea infected guys you yes. don't see it but underneath they have a full six pack they're kind of ripped they're yoked well because they have to get up that mountain somehow they gotta get their gonorrhea medicine up there. That was gonorrhea, right? I don't know what kind of disease that was. Well, they're dying for sure. Ugh. Whatever those old uh, disease-infested mystics were, they were the most disgusting people. Yuck. Let's get into it, <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's, we're already here. Let's get. Let's get near. Mm-hmm. Let's get as close as possible, dude. <laughs> uh, we watched a movie called Three Hundred. Yeah, we could say that too. If you watch it in Spanish, that would be, be ridiculous. Crazy. Estoy Sparta. <laughs> um, this movie's rated R was released in the year 2006. Uh, according to Google, it's an action war film, which, yeah, okay. Uh, it has a runtime of an hour and 57 minutes or 117 minutes. It has a rating of 7.6 out of 10 on the International Movie Database. Of, is that a six? 61% on yep. the Rotten Tomatoes and a 52% on Metacritic. It sounds like you already know these numbers. Uh, just for Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Really. Okay. Um, what percentage of Google users appreciate this film? I'm so? going to go with like 90%. 83%. Oh, it's way lower than I thought. We've I was been out of practice off. a little bit. We've been out of practice a little okay, bit. Okay, I'll do better yeah. next time. You know Sorry. what? Hey, it's not it's not your fault, pal. Oh, thanks, man. Even a broken clock's wrong most of the time. Hmm, I would... <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was a good one. I've never heard that. Snaps is coming at you. Right at you. In 480 BC, a state of war exists between Persia, led by King Xerxes, and Greece. At the Battle of Thermopylae, Leonidas, king of the Greek city of Sparta, leads his badly outnumbered warriors against the massive Persian army. Through certain death that awaits them and the Spartans, their sacrifices inspires all of Greece to unite against their common enemy. You sound like a Spartan. Thanks. If That's only, the nicest thing you've ever said to me. If only you look like one, man. This is an audio medium, so <laughs> they don't know. Uh, with video on YouTube, which baddies, if you're not watching this on YouTube. You're missing out on me dressed completely like Leonidas in my underwear and a cape. <laughs> one cloth and uh, one um, cape. That's it. Again, just real quick so I can get this off my chest because I feel like I did a lot of homework and I just wanted to show. Hmm. 
in the real Battle of Thermopylae, Greece was already united. Uh, that's why there was 5,000 to 6,000 people there. The oh. Athens were there to help them as well. The Arcadians were there. Uh, and Sparta was kind of just like, at one point they make a reference to how they can't do war during their certain Spartan like celebration. Yeah. That was actually a different battle when Xerxes was in Sparta. It's a whole different thing. And Xerxes the first, Leonidas the first. Of course, all the royalty and the blood kind of trickles down. And it's just one of those things. Well, like I said before, this Let's movie's watch not a, movie. a documentary. Yeah. Let's watch this Zack Snyder film. Like we said, directed by Zack Snyder. It had an incredible budget, Christian, uh, of only... Stop, don't say only. This looks like it took a lot of money. Well, wait until you hear how much it made. It only cost $60 million to make. Stop, really? Which... With all these special effects? I mean, it was filmed mostly on blue screen, too, so... Yeah, it looks really good for something that was filmed in 2006, I'll tell you that, too. It's filmed in 2005. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Came also, out the actors weren't... Gerard Butler was not getting big bucks yet. Um, apparently, Michael Fassbender's in this, too. Yeah. Um, he wasn't getting made big bucks at the time. Um, so, how much money do you think this movie made? I think it made, like, $150 million. Something like that. Higher! $200 million. dollars Three hundred. Stop. $500 billion. <laughs> oh, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. $456.1 million. Dude. Where do you think this... Was this movie marketed well? Do you re remember when it came out? Um, I'm pretty sure every teenage boy has seen this movie a million times. Yeah. Especially when it came out. There's like it's boobs and blood and That's gore. Right. And then there's... And then, you know, like... Everyone who's in the army watches this movie and they're like, yeah, we're like the new modern Spartans. We're like, Spartans. Relax, guy. You're a mechanic in the 5th Battalion. <laughs> sit, sit down. You know, so it's like, yeah, this movie gets a lot of play. Mm -hmm. And also like the um, the shield has become very like a popular art piece. Everyone wants, you know, has to, had, at a time was buying the shields and the swords. And, you know, I think this reignited. People at the time were just like buying that. Well, I mean, I used to. I actually don't know a single person who does. Um, <laughs> yeah, neither do I, which is crazy. Of like the three films that take place in this time period, Troy, Alexander, and 300, yeah. roughly around the same time period, this one did the best out of all of them. Yeah. And apparently, I was just reading a Google docu um, article that Troy was really bad. Um, yeah. And that it, if it wasn't on Netflix, it wouldn't have been like loved as it is. And I was like, ah, I kind of like Troy. It's it's uh, pretty, uh, like critically, it. it's pretty bad. It's like in the 50s on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, like everything else. Well, in a couple months, we can do that. I don't also, want to do too much. Also, it's a three-hour movie, which is, is maybe it was just, uh, and I don't remember it because I had the DVD and being like the piece of shit kid I was, I would just uh, fast forward to the battles. And so I don't really know much of everything else. The best part of DVDs was when you could skip scenes. Yeah. That was the greatest part about, we don't have that anymore. Now it's all like scrubbing on the- I, I hate it. Um, a lot of the weapons that were left over from Troy and Alexander were used in this film. Nice. Uh, they spent almost six months just making weapons for this movie. Well, because they had to make all of those big-ass shields. Shields, spears. Everyone had a shield, spear, and a and sword. sword. Everyone had a helmet. Everyone had a cape. Everyone had a diaper. Uh, and then all <laughs> Everyone the, had, like, abs. And <laughs> Where'd they get those? The Persians all had, like, chain mail and a rhino and... A lot know, of makeup. A lot of makeup. And, and, and uh, deformities. Also, but you know what? Very cultured. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of hey, different races. actually... I want to talk about this real quick. Yeah. As badly painted as the Persians were made in this movie. Oh, they're actually the heroes. Extremely diverse. And they're diverse. They're not killing babies. They are very comfortable with their sexuality. They, and, and so were the Spartans, but they didn't show it in this film. No, 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 um, no. They, one of the craziest things for the Persians at the Battle of Thermopylae was they had sent a scout out to go check out the Spartans to see what, what they had to deal with. Mm -hmm. uh, and he saw them all taking baths and combing their hair. Uh, and so when he went back to go 
tell King Xerxes what he saw, they all thought they were playing like a bunch of like ladyboys. They're like, this is they're combing their hair the day before battle. I think they just wanted to look pretty and be clean before well, they die. Part of the Spartan ritual is you know they have to make their body clean because they're preparing to die in war and they there want to. Go. So like it's a whole thing. And but like, but imagine if you didn't know that you just see just like a, like, a bunch of dudes like combing each other? each other's hair and like mm, kissing each other and like this is great oiling down their. Seth it's part bodies. of their strategy to like confuse you before battle because you don't know what to think of them. Like, right? <laughs> I yeah, I guess that's a yeah. Confusion is yeah. Sun Tzu says never attack head on. It's the way to get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's one of those things. But yeah, you're right. With Persians though, definitely not as bad. No, uh, in history or even depicted in here, like Xerxes. Yeah, a little cocky, a little are, narcissistic. Are they super ugly in this film? Yes. Was yes. that a choice by Zack Snyder? Probably, but you know what? Still a fun film. Just because he's refor- referring to the historical text, I mean historical, he's, right? Herodotus's text. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I, actually, no, he's using a comic book, which is maybe even oh, that's l- true. Less. Reliable. So we should be blaming Frank Miller. <laughs> I'm not blaming anybody for anything <laughs> because I still love this it's movie. Awesome. This is fucking awesome. Um, you know, everyone's seen this movie. This movie's been out for almost 20 years now. Um, King Leonidas is the king of Sparta. They're going to war with the Persians. Yeah, uh, and it's really just a. Three big tent pole battles of Thermopylae, uh, which, for those who don't know, was where they built a wall that funneled all of the Persians into a valley crevice. Yep. Uh, and then 300 Spartans fought 20,000 Persians. And, you know, you've in been- the text, apparently Herodotus said <laughs> millions of Persians. 300 of our standing, of our best Spartan men against millions of Persians. And again, so, you know, so that means there was probably, like we said, those 5,000 to 6,000 Spartans, there was yeah. probably like 50,000 Persians. Yeah, yeah, it's still a lot. It's it's. The, I'm not saying that, I'm, but that's the thing about people like Herodotus mm-hmm. and people who see Bigfoot and people who get abducted by aliens is like they have a good, reasonable, reliable story, but then they make one fucking lie that suddenly just like, no, no, I don't believe any of it. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think Bigfoot fucked your mother. No, I don't think that alien licked your butt. You know what I mean? Like, it's, what, 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 what stories are you hearing? What liars are you listening to? Oh, that was actually my, my brother. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. He I'm lived sorry. quite I'm a so life. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> I forget he listens. Um, um, but yeah, man, I, I love it. What, what do you think was the most like, because this movie for me, in a weird way, is very like inspirational. In terms of what? Like looking like, at their physique and you want to work out? No, not at all. But like watching this movie and being like, this is awesome, dude. Like, oh, look yes. at these men just like being with their backs against their wall and they had to get it done and well, if they kind of don't, but whatever. If we're going to get into it already, it's inspirational, like already from the beginning when uh, Xerxes sends his messenger to Sparta and like they have this, uh, it seems like they have a very uh, great society, right? Leonidas and his his queen. I love that. Leonidas refers to his queen like, hey, like he actually goes to her for advice and like respects her as a woman, which I mean, I don't know the historical accuracy back then. Well, according uh, in Sparta, the women actually did have a really big part in society. Good. Yeah, because because like they say in this movie, they are the only women that birth real men. And when she says that to the messenger, when the messenger says, who does this woman think she is to speak amongst so men? She said, Spartan women are the only ones that uh, give birth to real men. We lay the eggs. We mm-hmm. hatch them. Fuck you. Who the fuck you think you are? <laughs> and like that whole epic scene that will forever be remembered in cinematic history where he's like, earth and water. This is madness. And he turns around, kicks him. This is 
Sparta! You know, high school kids all over the world were saying that and kicking each other. Oh, in the UFC, there's a, now a move, the Spartan kick, and that's kicking somebody right in the chest. It's just a standing kick. Yeah. It's a, it used to be a standing front kick. Mm-hmm. Now it's a Spartan kick. Yep. Let's uh, let's make it sound way cooler than a standing front kick. It has to be. And then all of them fall. He says, you'll find earth and water down there and kicks all of them. What do you think's at the bottom of that hole? No clue. I was hoping spikes. I couldn't remember uh, that scene very well. I was hoping that we would see like the bottom of it, but mm. it just turns to black. And I'm like, oh, for That's such a gory movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like to imagine that there's other like messengers down there. And they're like, well, I'm from France. Where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from Persia. And they're like, huh, you told them you wanted that land too, huh? <laughs> it's really nice down there. Like, <laughs> they built up a society down there because like they get all the scraps thrown down there. Yeah. But they're all really pale because they don't see the sun. That's, that's all. And yeah, that's okay. Are you familiar with the Morlocks from um, X-Men? <laughs> the Morlocks from, uh, no. Yeah. Remember they're the mutants that live in the sewers. Are they all really pale? They're all really ugly. So all, so that's this is tied in with the Marvel Universe. I'm pretty sure this is an X-Men film. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, it's a graphic novel. so um, And like we had said, maybe not on camera, um, but Zack Snyder took painstaking effort to recreate frames from the film, to recreate like classic Greek imagery. Uh, and even if it's just for like one brief second, like one of my favorite things is in the first battle when Leonidas is like running through them with the shield and then he like stops and does the, the spear throw. Yes. And he stands like this, like the pottery paintings yep. of gr- old Greek soldiers. It's like, this is, he's everybody knows that imagery. Yeah, That's why I think he's so good with Superman and Batman and shit like that because he knows how to make the imagery look real. Well, he has an amazing eye for, he has two for art. Yeah, he has amazing eyes for, for art, dude. And... Uh, I know it's ridiculous, but like even just the saturation of this film or and I know it's jumping, but when he finally does throw the spear towards Xerxes and you don't see the spear flying. Instead, you see an overview shot of the shadow of the spear over the stairs on the platform in which Xerxes is standing on. And it is amazing. Like all the every shot is amazing and um sadly i i did you have you seen the sequel to this i have not because i heard it's not good it's not as good it's yeah. not as good it's uh they take it up another level a little too much if you don't think it could get any more gorier or any bloodier than this the sequel's where they does. have like a dance battle right yeah dude it's uh um the dude, sequel to this is kicking it old school do you remember that parody <laughs> that the parody that they did of spartans meet like- the meet the spartans um i've only seen a few scenes because i can't i can't watch the entire whole, thing yeah no me neither but it's got a couple of good jokes. Yeah, I'm sure it does. And it like it'll like randomly have like Cat Williams or like somebody like Chris I think Rock. Will Sasso. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Will Sasso's Instagram is incredible. Incredible. You not follow to, him too? Not to distract <laughs> too much, but uh, if you baddies, if you guys are not uh, following Will Sasso on Instagram, get I, on please it, do it. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's keep on moving on because after that happens, I like like I said before. Um, I used to only really watch the battle scenes of this or not really pay attention to the scenes in between all the fighting. But it's pretty good. But, you know, like uh, the politics that are occurring, uh, he goes up to the mountain where the mystics are and the Mm -hmm. mystics refer to this uh, oracle who's this like uh, stoned woman. This. Yeah. This girl is just high. She's high. She's having convulsions. She's She's half naked. Begging for help. And the old man's like, what? 
She says you're gonna lose. And she like, dances for like 10 seconds in slow motion. And what I love is that they cut back to her on the floor after dancing and she is covered in sweat. <laughs> she is covered in sweat, so tired. And this, <laughs> this mystic comes up to her and this is how they receive readings from the Oracle. They lick her. They lick her and they listen to her. I don't think the licking was part of it. I think that guy just does that. Oh, he's just horny. I think he just likes licking Fuck them. that guy, dude. Um, these guys and then are we find so out nasty. That these guys are not only nasty, but they're corrupt because they're being paid by a Persian messenger and the bad Spartan. Theron. Spartan who like... Is the scariest laugher I've ever heard. He is. I don't like him. That I well, um, I, I kind of like the imagery again of it getting like all black and then just his eyes. Like you yeah. know, that's straight from the comic books. I could see like the frames of it getting darker and darker. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's he did a really good job of good that holding the shield against the rain. Like you mm-hmm. can just see like it's the comic crazy. book of it. Even him, I like how exaggerated everything is. Like uh, Leonidas having to literally climb this mountain. <laughs> To get up there, risking his life. They had elevators back then. Uh, yeah, they had escalators, elevators. <laughs> he could have taken the plane up there. I, honestly, you know what? You're, you joke, but I watch Game of Thrones now, um, and it has elevators. And Starbucks cups. <laughs> it's all around. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> we, 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 we figured it out, baddies. I, uh, I, I feel like I'm going to be in a little bit of hot water. Um, actually, because like I said, I, I throw a lot of shade at Game of Thrones because I'm not a really big fan of Game of Thrones. You didn't really watch all of it. And Lord of the Rings. I'm not a big fan of Lord of the Rings. We don't like about, fantasy. I don't like fantasy. But w- someone proposed to me, what's the difference between fantasy and this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and you know what? That's a great point. But when I was a little kid, I loved Greek mythology. Ah, uh, You know what I mean? So that's the exception. I would much rather read about, you know, Leonidas and, and the 300 than like King Arthur and, and the Knights of the Round Table. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's just, I don't like, I no I do. That's cool and all, but meh. there is something so cool about uh, Greek history and Greek mythology. And uh, I think it's because the gods depicted in Greek mythology, oh, yeah. the fact that they're so flawed, the fact that Zeus could turn into a goat and just like bang a bunch of women. I don't think it's and cool. Then, I think it's interesting that that people wrote about that. And then his wife finds out so that they also wrote, wrote about that. You yeah. Know and I mean? Hera is just the most jealous Super woman in the scornful. world. She once made a girl ugly because she had sex. She, you know, how Medusa got to be Medusa. She wasn't. Uh, she was like a beautiful woman or something. Who like got that. raped in a temple, <gasps> and as punishment for her getting raped, what? Hera turned her into Medusa. She's the victim. There was a- hell of you know. Like we said, the Greeks weren't perfect. They were the lot authors of, of these flaws. books. I'm so mad at these guys. Horrorist and Homer <laughs> and fucking. Also, the I think we've talked about this fairly recently. The Iliad starts because two gods didn't get invited to a wedding. Yeah, they get upset. And that's why there's a war between the uh, Trojans and the Greeks. Or even with Troy, uh, I think it occurs because... Uh, Helena gets falls in love with a little boy. Yep. But, that, but in the original text, that's because the gods made her fall in love with Paris. Uh, and then... Dude, so much drama. They're just, messy. And here's Greece. the thing is, like, they cut all of that god shit out of, that, of the Troy movie. And it was still super dramatic and like very like oh salacious, but because uh, it was it was a grounded movie like the gods, uh, you don't see the gods. It's not like this. No, they don't even yeah, very mean, unbelievable. Yeah, very believable. It's a more realistic take uh, of the Battle of Troy. But anyway, again, we don't know. We don't have cameras back then. No, nope. I would much rather watch you know Scorpion King versus the Egyptians slam into each other uh, than like Vikings versus knights. I don't give a fuck. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, and I see the flawed my logic. Like I said, I know I'm going to be in some hot water with some people um, because I've been very vocal about my dislike for fantasy these last couple of actually days. For some reason, I've been telling a lot of people I don't enjoy fantasy. Um, <laughs> no one's asking about it. Nope, just bringing it up. <laughs> Just sitting in a room. <laughs> well, it's because I had a cool discussion. 
discovery that it's because there's no guns, and I want everybody to know what I think. <laughs> well, okay, here there are no guns, and you end up liking it. Um, and the battle sequences are all freaking dope, dude. Oh yeah, they're all in slow motion. Uh, let's talk about the first, uh, the first time they actually fight with the Persians. They, mm. they. Uh, you see the phallics, I've, like been perfect for. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, the formation that they make with like a great defense with those shields and imagine how heavy those shields were uh you know i think they might have been plastic <laughs> they're all from uh party city <laughs> um dude that's a costume i see every year King stop Leonidas. a spartan oh yeah dude are they as fit no almost, <laughs> no, almost <laughs> come on they look more like meet the spartans <laughs> they look more like effialtes the deformed spartan. they look like will sasso <laughs> uh shout out will sasso um, um no i i just think you know Oh, God. Sorry, these seltzers, these hard sodas from Bud Light, killing it. Please sponsor us. Um, um, no, the first battle is insane because we see the perfection of their art, which is war. Yeah. Right? You know, the Spartans spend all day. I mean, they talk about it in the beginning. Like, when you're a kid, they look at you as a baby and they decide right away. You're either going to live as a Spartan or you're not going to be around. The opening scene of this movie is a pile of baby skulls. It's like the worst dead baby joke. It's the absolute worst. They said, if you are deformed, if you cannot fight or throw, they don't like leave them in a dumpster or anything no, no, like no, that. No. She, they find the biggest cliff in Sparta. Yes. And they just, and you know what? That used to be a really nice neighborhood at the bottom of the cliff. Yeah. But then they started throwing babies down there and everybody had to leave. It turned into, it turned into a graveyard. Yeah. It messed up the, uh, messed up the economy down there. <laughs> All those taxpayers went to Athens. The real estate Went Shot down, down the drain. Yeah. That is waterfront cliffside property. Yeah. Um, they just fucked it up. Historically, they would also throw in if they had a birthmark, a birth defect. Stop. Um, really? Most of the women they threw off the cliff. Uh, like, Sparta had a small Why population for women? a reason. Really? They only wanted the perfect Spartan women. Wait, how would you know if it's a perfect Spartan woman when you're a baby? Dude, how does that's the logic for all of us here, I pal. know, but like, I understand like if the boy Wait, was no, messed up, <laughs> but if it was like a female baby, I thought they kept them so that they could birth more real men, mm, right? Well, or just to have them. And they, that, that, that's it. And they barely have a childhood to begin with, right? No, almost immediately they start fighting and learning how to um, live on their own. And they start training for war at five years old. Yeah, seven. 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 They uh, they start this thing called the Agogi, which is uh, they are going through a, a series of trials. They're thrown into the wilderness, and they have to come back with like a, a kill of a CGI to, wolf. They have to just come back. Yeah. That's Let's all. Relax. <laughs> Why you gotta, we're defending this film. Don't I be know. a dick about no, it. No, yeah. The CG, um, it's 2006. It is, it is, it, but it's a, but it's it's the meaning of the scene. You, <laughs> you know the kid in that uh, CGI wolf scene is, is Zack Snyder's son. Oh, oh. Yeah. Cool. Eli Snyder, I think is like his only credit, but. That's fun. And that um, was a cool scene nonetheless, too. So generally when they do that test, in, according to Herodotus, when they would do that test to the Spartan boys, the test was just to see if they would survive. And that's what made King Leonidas so different than the rest of them. Is like he didn't just survive. He came back full with, with a, a pelt, kill. with a kill. Like he was like, he like did it out there. I love, there's a lot of um, poeticism in this movie. So it said that when Leonidas was out there getting his kill of the wolf, he said that it wasn't the fear of death that scared him. It was only his heightened senses. It was like the the feeling of snow in between his toes, the 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 whip of the winds like hitting against the skin, shit like that. And then he says it later on, right before he dies from the slurry of arrows. Well, and the foreshadowing of how did he kill that wolf? 
He oh. led it into a rock <gasps> oh, crevice. Oh, yeah. And that's the strategy that they used with the Persians. Exactly. Exactly. Incredible. They make a quick line about how um, the kids were told to steal. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the coolest things that I learned about Spartan culture mm-hmm. is when you're going through a gogi, you are not told to steal, but you're encouraged to steal. But if you get caught, then you get in, then you get in a fuckload of trouble. Shit. Like then you're done. So their whole thing was like, you do it and be sneaky and get away with it. But if you get caught, you're going to be tried like a like a criminal. Fuck, dude. So that's it was crazy. like, it, like it's that's the kind of shit that I like about it, where it's like, you know. Yeah, well, if you're gonna do it, do it. But if you get caught, fuck you. Well, man. I like the little loopholes that even Leonidas uses with uh, politics because <laughs> he's like, okay, yeah, the oracle said I can't declare war on the Persians. We're simply gonna go on a stroll up north. These are my bodyguards. Mm-hmm. And they're the politi- uh, the politicians are like, what the fuck are you doing, right? And uh, I like that uh, Lena Hetty, his queen, uh, has to. Her name's Gorgo. Is that her name? It's like the ugliest name. For the most beautiful woman. Gorgo, Gorgos. Let me see here. Because that sounds so close to Gorgon. <laughs> Gorgo. It sounds like a fucking like, uh, Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> it does, right? Street Fighter. Leonidas is such a cool name. And then for his beautiful wife, this, his queen, we'll give you Gorgo. Leonidas. Stelio. Xerxes. Go- Gorgo. Gorgo. Okay. <laughs> uh, guys, I just want to bring us up since we're talking about nicknames. Um, <laughs> Can I have something prettier, please? I'm thinking maybe Gorgeous. I'm thinking maybe... <laughs> we're very close to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gore's Whores? No? No, 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 no. no okay, no. well, I thought I'd try. <laughs> Even the sex scene they have is, like, art. <laughs> he, like, runs his hand on her hairy back and then, like... Wow, yeah, He Zack Snyder made it a point to give her a hairy back. It wasn't hairy like a um, man from Poland, but... but peach fuzz. Peach fuzz on the back. Uh, yeah, yeah. The lighting was incredible. Very realistic. Yeah. Um, you know, he has a son, Leonidas. Yeah. And of course, he's in line to take the throne. So we get to see King Leonidas teaching his son, you know, lessons. And that part, I do believe, I really do think in Sparta, it was like, punch you in the face and then like pick you up and be like, why did that happen? I'm going to be fake. Yeah. And the kid be like, I didn't block it. And he's like, exactly. Again. He says to him uh, when he's training his son, the more you sweat here, the less you'll bleed in war, which is crazy. That sounds like something that would be on the back of our weightlifting shirts in high school. Yeah. You remember the weightlifting class we <laughs> yeah, had? Dude. We'd get these crazy tank tops, and on the back it'd be like, uh, pain is just fear leaving the body. And it's like, who's writing this shit? I don't know. I'm still hurting from, do, from do you remember these that? Like, uh, Where sets. did they get these quotes from? No clue, but it's very aggressive for 14-year-old boys that are lifting weights for the first time. 20-pound dumbbells? Yeah. <laughs> Just freaking the fuck out. Oh, God. Um, Who was your favorite of the Spartans? Leonidas. Leonidas was dope. A good second is, uh, I think his name is, well, Michael Fassbender's character. What is it? What is it? Stelios. Stelios. And Delios. Everybody's name's rhymes. Delios, Delios, Bilios, Milios, Gilios, Gilios, Nilios. I didn't realize it was Michael Fassbender until I pulled it up on my computer. Crazy, really? Re- recognized his beard and his jawline, but couldn't see his forehead. And also had the ignorant thought of being like, Michael Fassbender wasn't working in 2004. Uh, no, of course he, he was. He was, dude. And uh, what That's I- Magneto. There, yep, Magneto. Uh, also looking like a beefcake. Shredded as hell. Again. I cannot stop talking about the beefcakes. <laughs> they're all there's three hundred beefcakes. They're oiled up. <laughs> they're fighting. They're loving each other. They make hot love to women, and then they pull up their diapers and go fuck shit up. Even when the captain's son gets beheaded mid battle, and he like drops to his knees, 
You still see his six pack kind of like jiggle and ripple. <laughs> if I drop to my knees, you see my rolls. Yeah. Right. If I'm standing up, you see my rolls. Uh, if I breathe, you see my rolls. Our, we are not beefcakes. <laughs> uh, we're more like um, hotcakes. <laughs> yeah, man. Like just hotcakes from McDonald's after an hour <laughs> yeah. with the syrup on them already. <laughs> Too specific? Uh, no, not specific enough. Uh, with the butter on it, too. Oh, yeah. A mm, little bit of jelly. You ever put jelly on your pancakes? Yeah. We're getting lost. <laughs> um, this movie is really cool, too, because then they have that little like tit for tat that the Spartans do to the Persians, where they're like, we had to rebuild our wall, uh, and we didn't have any mortar, so we used your bodies. Yeah, the that one Persian general or messenger that saw that and started freaking out. Whippers. I don't know what his name is. I call him Whippers. I don't know. He looks like a Persian Rick Ross to me. <laughs> like Persian Rick Ross slash Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Mixed together. Freaking out because he saw like 12 dead bodies amongst the wall. It was a, a lot of dead bodies in that wall, bro. It was pretty crazy when uh, they were also watching the Persian ships just get fucked up by the sea. And everybody was cheering except for... Leonidas. So why do you think, and I'm asking, I'm not trying to be like a smart aleck about this. No, why ahead. do you think Leonidas wasn't cheering? Because I have my own opinion on it, but what do you think it was? Because he knew that this, he knew that there was much more to come, maybe? Mm, I think so, yeah. My, my other thing that I also think about is that he knows that these are just soldiers. Yeah. These are boys and men who have family and stuff like that. Like, he knows what it takes to be a soldier. Yeah. And these didn't even get, they didn't even get to die in a fight. Oh, that right? I think which that's is, a good theory. Which is the highest honor a Spartan can do is die in war. And these poor bastards just For just any drowned. soldier, I think even just outside of being a Spartan, I think they all want a beautiful death. They respect war. Yeah. yeah. And if they're just dying in the seas, which is why he's fine with killing the Persians if it's with war, because they're technically dying a beautiful death. Very weird sense of morals that these Spartans have. Yeah. Like I said, again, maybe the Persians are the the better team here because they're very uh, diverse and they, they, they do have slaves, which is kind of a problem, but they're not killing babies. Yeah. Yeah. They're not doing any eugenics. Where it looks like, like they're keeping every single baby. Yeah, and the Spartans are doing eugenics in like a weird pre-Nazi way where they're just like, if you have a deformity, you can't hold a shield. Once again, let's refer to the pile of skulls in the beginning of the movie. Uh, but one got away. Mm-hmm. One ugly baby got away. Fialtes, uh, because his parents took him away, tried to train him. He had a good thrust with that spear. His dad did train him, is what he says. Yeah, but, but he could not lift the shield high enough. Yeah, and that's you know, for a phalanx, you need to you need to lift up your shield because a weak defense, you're gonna fucking die. He said, "I have a solution, though. What? Put him in the back." I think that's what they were. He was trying to offer. He was like, "If you want to help out, clear the dead." He could be one of those guys in the back where he's getting, he's like stabbing mm. the Persians that are still kind of alive. I kind of, yeah. I want that job. <laughs> That's a brutal fucking job, bro. Oh yeah, you're looking at this this like helpless person. <laughs> Tell my mom I look. <laughs> I feel like okay, I guess he's dead. Stabbing. <laughs> you're right. That's a tough job. Just leave me at home. Leave me at home, dude. I'm a Spartan woman. <laughs> I will be uh, the most beautiful Spartan woman there is. If uh, if that means I don't have to fight. I will be throwing it down every night. Yes. Name me Gorgo. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I might be a Spartan woman. Um, um, I um, They do the, the tit for tat, right? And then Xerxes comes up and he's got some crazy fucking piercings. Xerxes... Way too much makeup. I'm. Let me. Cr- do you even know? Do you recognize him? Do you know what what else he's in? I've seen the actor uh, around, but a I can't lot. name a lot. A lot. He's a, he's in Xerxes, but he's also one of the guys in 
Oh, he was in Focus. I didn't know that. Um, he does a voice in Rio. He is in... <laughs> Have you seen him before? Love He's Actually. done a voice in Rio. <laughs> That's the first thing you refer to as a voice they credit. They remade Ben-Hur. They remade Ben-Hur in 2015. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, he's in that? Yeah, he's also in that movie Power that we saw. He's in Charlie's Angels mm. Full Throttle. Uh, here we go. This is what I was trying to get to. Uh, he played Che Guevara. Uh, he was in the Pele movie. He was in Save Ralph, that weird like animated film about a rabbit with one ear. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, he's in he's in quite a bit. I, I thought he was also in. No, it's completely. different. Is he actually that tall? Because he is huge in this movie. He's six three. Okay, so that's pretty. That's pretty tall. I'm six three. You could be Xerxes. Uh, you know what? Thank you. <laughs> All you need are piercings. If, uh, My ears are pierced. If makeup artists in 2022 were to critique Xerxes' makeup, then he would get demolished. His makeup. His foundation's way too cakey. His eyebrows are definitely drawn on. <laughs> Piercings that will get caught on anything. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just a little mad at this God King. For, for like one second, I was taking you very seriously, and I was thinking like, if a makeup artist watched this film, they'd be like, no, this is great makeup for film. But then you're talking about I was like, I'm talking about <laughs> so fucking his modern makeup. Yeah. Karen was gonna come to this recording session, but she didn't want to uh do her makeup here in the studio. Uh-huh. And I just wish she was here doing her makeup during that conversation <laughs> just to make her feel bad. She could back me up, no. Uh, you know, I mean it, she didn't watch the movie. Um, um okay. but I think it wasn't necessarily I think back then, I think what it was supposed to be was like he's just like a He's dirty. He's been traveling from Persia. His face is caked with sand, and nah, the he's eyes a god are king. The, the god king is. Hey, you know I'm trying to be a god king. Hey, oh yeah, you've been playing a lot of Civ Six. Lot. Well, if you watch the sequel to this movie, it shows his origins and like how he looked like prior to becoming Xerxes, the god king. Uh, he, he was goes, king Darius. Yeah, he goes. Well, he was King Darius's son, and so he goes into like some. I think he's on the brink of death, and so his soldiers bring him to this. Uh, this uh oh, oh so the sequel is about the persians the persians are still there yeah it's about like you remember at the end of this movie uh guy with the eye patch has snake? uh yes <laughs> snake from metal gear solid brings the the rest of his men uh out to war yeah there's also more people that go fight more persians on and there's like an yeah this was a sort of like uh, the persian wars which yeah. was like a like a hundred year long war that so the sequel is just an extension of that interesting interesting yeah. uh you know who xerxes is great grandson was who alexander the great really yeah destroyed oh. the persian empire because he couldn't keep his dick in his pants ah loved it in men's mouths i don't think anyone gave a fuck in 480 bc about what was going on i think if you fucked a goat you would just tell him that it was zeus which and someone fucked was the cool goat because it. did you see that half goat half man in the in the palace uh, in persia did you also see the man with crab hands yeah you mean the executioner <laughs> the execute what's his backstory because I need his prequel he was killing he killed a general that xerxes was mad at yeah xerxes own general yes his own general he was upset because uh, the persians kept on losing these small little battles and you know what that's how you get your army motivated kill the general mm, that's how you cripple your army and instill fear i guess within the, the rest of your soldiers uh we let's talk about the immortals real quick <sighs> all right they Not are very immortal no i mean i like that they're uh, they say in the movie, let's put their name to the test and just immediately impale them with a spear. But well, and that's why spears were invented were to go against cavalry. Oh. Spears aren't really good hand-to-hand combat weapons. It's like mid-range. No, uh, and you can no, throw like it. Specifically, well, that would be a javelin. Mm. Um, but specifically... 
cavalry spears because you could reach up to the person on the horse yeah. and still stay far enough away from the horse that you weren't going to get trampled. Um, so like nice. that, was, that was a big deal for horses. In fact, we used horses all the way through to World War One. There were spears on the battlefield until World War One. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I like that they used everything here like a javelin. <laughs> yes. As cool as it looked, I don't know if in mid-battle you're going to throw your only sword at someone that is three feet away. Very poetic, again, but not very smart in the battlefield sense. No, because they would have to like roll and find like an uh, enemy uh, sword uh, 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 <laughs> real quick. Which one's mine? Which one's mine? Which one's mine? <laughs> oh my God, this one has uh, blood on it. Oh, good. Uh, good. I'm not going to use a Persian sword. <laughs> or I was getting upset sometimes because... <laughs> After uh, after they save each other's lives, they look at each other for way too long. Because <laughs> they love each other. Yeah. But then that's what happened with uh, the son. The son got his head chopped off because he looked at his dad for a little too long. That's why I don't look at my dad. Because <laughs> you're afraid he's going to get decapitated? It's <laughs> not going to be my fault. Well, do you, So after that happened, uh, after the captain saw his son die... That was one of my favorite scenes because there was no slow motion. There was no exaggerated effects. But he goes into this fit of rage and just goes on this killing spree. And kills a rage. Bunch. Yeah. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Even the way that captain dies at the end, he gets impaled by like two or three spears. And he brings the spears closer to himself. And he starts slashing them as he's about to die. Uh, I really like the image of when they get the arrows that block out the sun. Yeah. And then they all like hide behind their shields. And then Leonidas... <clears throat> cuts all the arrows off with his sword. So cool. That part was one of my favorite visuals in Fantastic. this film. Fantastic. Again, very comic booky. Yeah. Right? Like, you could see, like, the swish, right, of a comic mm -hmm. book in it. And it's just like, yeah. I Everything that I love about this film are the things that I hated about Sucker Punch. Mm. Right? Because Expand this, on that, please. Because this movie was cool and, like, made it work. And, yes, it was very saturated and artistic and, like, Poetic is what we keep seeming to go back to. At least I am. You said that word and I really hopped onto it. <laughs> um, whereas Sucker Punch, like, it seemed like they were really trying, but like, I just didn't give a fuck about a girl with a katana and an M16. Yeah. Like, I just, I, wow, I am blowing holes in all of my logic because that movie has a bunch of guns and I hate it. Yeah, dude. Figure yourself out. <laughs> I have a lot of thinking to do. Yeah, man. Because Sucker Punch, you're right. Not as cool as this movie. No way, no but way. But there are guns. Is Sucker Punch after this movie? Yeah, I think it came out afterwards. Uh, I know Zack Snyder tried making this movie in the 90s and didn't quite get it going. So when he did get the opportunity in the 2000s, he was he well, was ready to do it. That's well, why I'm I glad that so he good. waited because of, like the special effects that were used in this. Oh, it would have been... Let's try and cast a 90s cast for this. All 300 Nicolas Cage's. <laughs> It's the first time they use computer <laughs> graphics to multiply them. I do honestly think Nicolas Cage would be in it, though. He would, he would at the time. He would be the bad uh, the bad Spartan who's, like, bringing the Persians in to, like, buy off the oracles and stuff like that. F-E-L-T's? Oh, yeah. no, no, Theron. Theron, uh, Theron. The politician. Uh, I think King Leonidas would be played by Tom Cruise. Too short, man. You don't know that in movies. No, he, he would be, King Leonidas would be played by Too Short. <laughs> <laughs> wow you're incredible you oh, are thank you. You're banging on all cylinders today sir you are wow thank you that was um i'm really upset actually i hated that <laughs> oh man and the woman would be played by salma hayek sure i, I like salma hayek and xerxes would be played by Samuel L. Jackson. I was going to say that. Whoa. Whoa. Crazy. What was that? It's our secret handshake. Oh, I love it. Hop on YouTube to see our secret handshake. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, do you have, we've talked about our favorite parts. Do you have a best person on set? 
Uh, it's gonna have to go to Zack Snyder. Yeah, Zack Snyder. Um, and close second would probably be Gerard Butler for just looking like that and like really catapulting his career after this. You're like, um, you know, who really gets the credit is the personal trainers from 300. They really should because well, I th- and they all did a lot of training to look like the fighting was real. Yeah, and apparently Zack Snyder was also there in the training. But I, if I was a director, I'm gonna be there too, bro. Oh, was Zack Snyder? So did Zack Snyder also get ripped for this too? Zack Snyder's like a fairly like he's a good-looking guy. I get it. I mean, I and now he's imagine. got a bunch of tattoos, and he's like jaded now because yeah. his daughter's dead. Like he's oh, awesome. Shit, yeah, he's great. I am Zack Snyder. We love you. I mean, like even with the history that we know about Zack Snyder, about like how he would get there and man the cameras mm. himself, right too. there in it. Yeah, give me that. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Are these like homoerotic <laughs> Trying to be on the same level as you But apparently I'm Missing a couple tacos in my combination It's coming plate. off as like you want to just get it in With Zack Snyder You know You're not uh, mad my, at it My favorite person on set um, Is I believe I read that Frank Miller was on set For a lot Mar- Frank Miller and was written by Mark Maybe I'm getting them mixed up Mark Canton, I believe. Those are the two guys who wrote the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like there on the set. They were like executive producers who were there for a lot of it. They had a lot of historians on set. They like consulted a lot of people to make this film. Um, as if you can put the art comic book thing away from it, like we said in the beginning, this is exactly how the Greeks told stories. Yeah. This is what you would imagine if you were being told this epic of the Battle of 300. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and it's incredible. So, you know, Frank Miller. You did it, pal. I mean, it makes sense that they would be on set if Zack Snyder is uh, really making it faithful to the graphic novel that they had written, right? Well, think about how many comic books are made where the person who's involved is like, this is not my characters. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. um, like the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Who, who wrote Watchmen? Uh, I forget. That's pro- pro- Alan... Durst. No, that's not right. <laughs> you can um, just look it up if you want. Uh, no, but like he like is like a witch who does like black magic and shit like that. And when really? he made the TV show, he cursed the TV show on HBO. Because it had nothing to do with the graphic novel. And huh? that's why it only lasted a season. And like, in fact, shit oh, happened on the filming in the set where people were like, I'm not fucking with this shit anymore. Like the director legit dropped out. Do you know if the person that wrote the graphic novel was fond of the Zack Snyder film that came out? I don't believe he was. Wow. Yeah, because I could I could imagine that... Because the Watchmen HBO series was an extension of that universe. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Alan Moore, who's one of the greatest comic book writers. He wrote my favorite Superman issue, uh, which is where Starro latches onto Superman's chest. Mm -hmm. And he has a whole life on Krypton with a wife and kids and shit like that. Um, But in the real world, Batman and Wonder Woman are trying to get that thing off of his chest. And then they do. And he like gets yanked out of this perfect world. and He's back to the real world. And it's just like, (laughs) Superman sucks sometimes. Uh, And that's what you, I can imagine that that's why you like it. That's why I like Batman v Superman. To see them be flawed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's- a lot of ba- a lot of Man of Steel references were to this film. Like a lot of the cape flowing and stuff. I'm seeing a lot of like how like because it's Zack Snyder. Yeah. How he's just like is the art of the swaying of the cape, which influenced Thor's cape in Endgame. Like they've already talked about how Thor's cape was influenced by Superman's suit. Uh, how in the Eternals, Icarus's powers are inspired by Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, the suit that Superman had in Man of Steel inspired the Black Panther suit. Uh, wow. And then the Black Panther chants, a lot of those came from 300. They would, because wow. the African armies would have wow. chants as well, but they add, there was this whole idea of like, this is how we showed the strength of the army. Zack Snyder is 
like for not having a job in a comic book industry right now is the reason why these movies are being successful. I mean, look at this in it's I know we keep talking about it, but the visual aspects alone in this film are impeccable to just see. And like the the ending scene in this movie is uh, the eye patched captain, Salt Snake, uh, you know, giving his monologue in a speech. And then after he says it, the camera pans out and you see thousands of soldiers as opposed to the mere 300 that we saw at the beginning of the film. And that alone just gave me goosebumps. Do you think like just the people around the fire hearing the story, though? I was going to say that. I was like, <laughs> here's here's the thing. <laughs> and so they're like, and then they're like, and so like they're getting like it's like a big game of telephone. Oh, so you think his monologue is just getting told further and further? So he's actually telling his troops, he's like, hey, we just lost 300 guys in this battle. The Persians fucked them up. But by the time you're the last guy in the row, you're like 300 Spartans fought 20 million Persians. And Whoa, they won. And, they, and Leonidas was there and he killed a wolf. And you're just like, nice. Yeah. What wow. I was thinking was that. <laughs> Um, after he gave his uh, big speech at the front of the ranks, <laughs> the, they turn around. Only like the first like ten people saw it, and everyone in the back is like, "So what's what's going on? Are we, are we gonna what? fight? Are we gonna fight? We can't hear you." Oh, I guess I guess we're moving now. And then like everyone starts moving. Oh, it's bedtime. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna turn around. I'm, I have a family. A bland and blip. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, that was great. I also want a special shout out to the rhinos and elephants that the Spartans destroyed. Yeah, um, so sad. They didn't have to show that much. You know what I find really sad about war elephants? What? Elephants hate being ridden. Yeah, like, they're they, upset. It's, it's like actually really damaging to their spine and their neck and shit like that. And we use those animals for, well, not we, I'm not. You know what else is damaging to their spines and necks? Falling off cliffs. And they showed like five Ooh. of them fall off cliffs. Well, you know, you're, you're not going to talk them to death. That's true. I mean, I don't know. They... And the rhino gets stabbed right in the fucking face heart. Oh, yeah. He throws the the son of the captain throws a javelin straight into the face, which was a cool shot because uh, the way the camera pans it, it shows him throw the javelin, impale his skull, and then uh, the camera pans behind his back and you just hear the rhino fall. And then he steps aside for the rhino's body to kind of slide into the view of the camera. A lot like when Samuel L. Jackson killed that rhino animal in Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Yes! <gasps> Whoa, that's a good callback. Thank you. Thank Incredible. You. What do you think came first? I think the Attack of the Clones was made in like 2002, so. Very good. Yeah. Very good, sir. Spartan handshake. Oh, Spartan handshake. They don't do this in the movie almost at all. I think they did it once or twice. Right? That's it. Um, not a special shout out, but a special fuck you to Theron because that guy is a, a, a corrupt politician. I thought you were about to straight up just start some beef right now. <laughs> hey, Theron, Since man. Since the episode's over. If you were still alive, I'd fuck you up, dude. You I, don't step on Gorgo like that. He's still a Spartan, sir. Nah, fuck that. He got stabbed by her when she took that uh, guard's sword and just stabbed him. And thankfully... They found out he was a traitor. I don't think she knew that he was because all of that. But he had already raped her. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. I That's why she killed him. And then they're like, and he's a traitor. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Traitor. And he's a traitor. Traitor. <laughs> I hated it uh, when he when he did uh, take advantage of her. And he says, this will not be over quickly. You will not enjoy this. I am not. Or you are not my queen or some shit like that. And... Uh, yeah, dude, it's or I am not your king is what he said. And so when she stabs him, she says it back. She says, 
this will not be over quickly. You will not enjoy this, and I am not your queen. That's why there's a lot of poeticism in this movie. It's almost like these books are based on ancient Greek poetry. Well, actually, um, in the historical text, they did use some of the uh line and they use they did use some of the text in this movie for some of the dialogue so when they said uh our arrows will blot out the sun then we will fight in the shade is straight out of uh herodotus's uh text again herodotus the liar the liar yes but still nonetheless the fact that they use that threw it in here and they laugh about it super cool i i love greek mythology but this this story of the spartan in 300 is just as believable to me as when the x-men fought in new york you know what I mean? Super believable. It's just like, yeah, that's a great fucking story, and I'm super <laughs> amped up about it, but, you know, I don't really think... <laughs> I don't think it happened like this. Be like, it fucking happened, bro! And be like, well, I mean, not like this at all. I knew it! I was there! Yeah, no, 449 BC? You're Italian, sir. You're not Greek. <laughs> um, More shout-outs to some po- poetry that they used was... Uh, the when he takes off his helmet at the mm. end, Leonidas, he says he took off his helmet because it skewed his vision or some shit like that. He dropped his shield because it was heavy and uh, so on and so forth. But he did all of that just so he could throw that spear at Xerxes and finally make him bleed. He made a god king bleed before they died, which is exactly what he said earlier in the film. I did think it was really interesting was when he sta- when he gets hit with the javelin, spear, whatever. Yeah. He goes... All that for a drop of blood. Mm-hmm. And then Iron Man came down and was like, no, Thanos. <laughs> You're right. This is a Marvel flick. Crazy, Sorry, dude. I don't know. I just really wanted to force that in there. <laughs> um, do you want to rate rate the film? I'm going to give it a... It's. I want to give it a five out of five, but it's not... No, it's not. It's not that. It's a fun film, very artistic, very well done. But if we're doing this for the people, 3.75. I'll give it a four. Four out of five. Bitch. What, do you want to have the same number? I would love to agree with you on one thing. We still agree Let's somewhat. Let's get married. What? Huh? Um, yes. Um... <laughs> what are you saying? The fuck, dude? Uh, I, I love this film. Uh, it's been a long, like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen it from beginning to end. Yeah. It is just a beautiful story told in an incredibly elegant way. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like just a bunch of tits and blood and shit. And it's just like everything a teenage boy would like. Yeah. So uh, if you're a teenage boy listening to this podcast good for you uh, and thank you go watch the movie yeah but also if you're just a fan of Zack snyder and of like oh yeah very over the top action and just visually appealing action go for it also if you're like um like a white man in his 30s who still lives at home and you can't like figure out your meaning in life you know and watch this movie this movie will get you going yeah you'll yeah. feel cool maybe it'll like help you get up off your ass off that couch and you'll go work out and want to get <clears throat> some abs because it looks like the main theme of this movie is becoming a beef beefcakes beefcakes dude 300 beefcakes title of the episode 300 beefcakes versus millions of uglies that's fucked up dude persians were not that ugly no i don't think they were but in this movie they made every persian pretty ugly yeah i think well because the spartans or i think a lot of greeks were just fucking racist well (laughs) that's what they leave out that's what they leave out dude yeah 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 they kill deformed babies and they're kind of racist and they love every greek loved banging boys they left that part out of this movie no they didn't they they kept it in they said the athenians yeah it's still there. Still. Yeah. They didn't have to bring it in at all. Yeah. They didn't have to bring it in at all. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Thanks, Jeffrey Epstein. Damn, dude. Okay. Let's end the episode. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of ICBTB Podcast. Christios Aleos salutes you. What? Those are our Greek names. 
Christios? I'll yeah. take Christios. And Aleos. Aleos? <laughs> Alejandreos? <laughs> I, Latin wasn't a base language yet, you jerk. Yeah. I, I don't know. Fuck, man. Okay. I wasn't really judging. I was just trying I to... I worked really hard on those names, okay? Oh, I had like you? six seconds to think them up. <laughs> six full seconds. Well, let's get out of here. Baddies, thanks for tuning in. <sighs> this movie's dope. It's currently streaming on Netflix. It's uh, trending. So check it out if really? you have Netflix. Yeah. It's it's a fun film, man. You know, but if you're a Zack Snyder hater, just fuck off. Don't listen to it. Don't watch it. Don't listen, <laughs> don't listen to this podcast because we definitely love Zack Snyder. We love Zack Snyder, man. man. Zack Snyder, please call me. Please call um, us. Christian. What? Got a good beard. Thanks, man. Have a good night. You have a good night. You guys know where to follow us. Bye, merch. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. See you guys later. Bye. Can't be that bad.